Hey everyone, welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Hi everyone. Hi. Okay, this is a very special episode of Fat Mascara. It is all about retinoids. Okay, we had our first ever live podcast and that took place on March 8th. It was a blast. It was really fun to see everybody. We had a live chat kicking off. You know, we had folks from Des Moines to Dubai in the retinoid chat. I was so nervous. I couldn't even look at the chat in the beginning. I saw you like reading and saying hi to people, but I was just like, is the audio working? Is everybody here? Are all the guests happy? We had some big names with us. We had some really big names. It was so much fun, Jen. It really was. And we partnered with Differin, who sponsored the event. And they're actually the sole sponsor of this special episode, which you're about to listen to. And it's the reason we're able to bring this episode to you commercial free. So thank you, Differin. They're a brand that, if I may say this, are they're more obsessed with retinoids than we are, if that is possible. <laughs> so the live podcast took place during their fifth annual Retinoid Education Week. I will be celebrating every year, every <laughs> I'll see you at the sixth annual. And boy, did we get educated. They sent a rep from their company. So before like the event began, they sent this rep out into the streets of New York to just sort of see where the education level was on retinoids. Now, mind you, these are not fat mascara listeners. I realize a lot of you out there listening might have a slightly higher level of like skincare education. You do, after all, listen to fat mascara. But let's see what the real people of New York know about retinoids. Oh, hi there. We're so obsessed with a certain acne-fighting ingredient that we made an entire holiday to celebrate it. So now, let's see what the public knows about retinoids. Do you know what a retinoid is? No. I have no idea. No? No. Wait, is that like something in your eye? It gets worse! Before it gets better, guys! Like, I've tried a lot of stuff. I used to put mouthwash on my face to try to dry out my pimples. I put lemon juice on my face, like a pumice stone. Emergency! People don't know how to treat their acne! Adapalene is a type of retinoid. I'm, I'm gonna say true. You're an expert. You apply a retinoid inside your nostrils. Is your name a Dapoline? Is your name a Dapoline? <laughs> Are you also in need of some acne treatment recommendations? Tune in to at Different US all retinoid education week long. A Dapoline also treats whiteheads. Okay, I thought that video was so cute. I was laughing out loud <laughs> while they were showing it. So I know you can't see the video, but A, the Okay, the retinoid rep, I thought that she was an actual comedian. Like the brand had to tell me that she was a retinoid rep because she was really cute and funny. And B, I thought that some of the people did really well. Like, yeah, you would think you would put in your eye because it has like retina. Oh my gosh, yes. And that comes up again too later yeah. in, the, in the podcast. And then also at the end, she jumped on like a pile of snow. So that was what the like white head... <laughs> reference was. Oh yeah. And the little Adapalene, that was the dog. She was asking a dog if his name was Adapalene. That yeah, was this so is, cute. That was yeah, a little Labrador poodle pup. Audio fails mm -hmm. us. That's why next time we do a live podcast, you better register and come because there's lots of video. Mm -hmm. That's how we kicked it all off. And then we invited three guests onto the show. So we're going to get into the live portion of the podcast now. 
obviously, if you haven't realized it, Jess and I are recording this after the fact, but the rest of the podcast is mostly live. And now our first guest, Dr. Camille Howard-Varovic. She's a board-certified dermatologist who works with Differin. She also has a practice here in New York City. And if you'd like to follow her on socials, she's at Derm, like dermatologist, Derm Beauty Doc, all one word. So go ahead and follow her. And now let's talk to Dr. Howard. Hello, Dr. Howard. Hi, guys. I'm really excited to be here and talk about one of my favorite subjects, retinoids. I know you have a lot to say, so I'm excited to get into this conversation. (laughs) And we're going to start with you. So, you know, basically, guys, take out your pens and papers. Sorry, go get your MD while we talk to Dr. Howard. Yes, exactly. So let's get into it, okay? What is, like our our woman on the street asked, what is a retinoid? I think she was she was right on the money. Let's just start with brass tacks. What is a retinoid? I actually, I like that answer because it's like pretty similar. Retina, like retinoid when the guy was like, oh, is there something in the eye? Retina, retinoid. Yeah, but I thought, he, that, I thought that was really clever. Yeah, <laughs> that was very clever. Um, retinoids are a type of vitamin A or it can mimic vitamin A and they come in different forms like retinols, retinals, retinal esters. So, you know, a flavor of vitamin A. Okay, okay. And let's, well, okay, so, the, so retinoids is like the broader term for all those things is what Correct. you're saying. I'm I call hearing it like you the umbrella term. You think of an umbrella, umbrella term. and then you, th- correct, you think of an umbrella and then all of the other, like the retinols, the retinals, the retinal esters, they all go under that umbrella. So when you hear retinol, that's different than a retinal, A-L, that's different from a retinal ester. So they're all different, but they're all retinoids. Got it. And what are some misconceptions that you hear? Because we certainly heard some on the street. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Not laughing at you, laughing at the people on the street. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, I think it's, you know, even when I was studying retinoids in residency, it's not the easiest to understand, right? Because there's so many different forms. And then you hear so much in the media, like you hear retinols are like today we're talking about adapalene, which is a type of retinoid, right? So the misconception Mm -hmm. is that you are always going to be um, irritated. The misconception is that I can't use it because I have sensitive skin. The misconception is that it's going to always make me peel. The misconception could be that um, it's exfoliating my skin. It's quite a few, actually. So how you're talking about all this exfoliating, you know, if I have acne, I wonder how is it going to help with that? Because you're talking about exfoliating. If I've got acne, what's the connection there? So retinoids are a type of vitamin A, right? And the vitamin A really helps to regulate your your skin cell turnover. So for instance, Mm -hmm. um, let's say you don't use anything, like no retinoids at all on your face. Your skin, every about every 30 days, the bottom layer is kind of moving to the top, right? So there's already kind of a very complex system of skin cells moving from the bottom to the top and, you know, making sure that you're retaining moisture. So that's already happening. I've always heard that, right? Like it, you have a new skin every 28 days, just something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. So there's this, this really complex mechanism going on in your skin that your skin wants to regulate itself. So what vitamin A or adapalene, or which is a type of retinoid, it helps that regulation mm-hmm. process. So skin cell turnover, that's what we call it. That's the phrase, right? Skin cell turnover. Right. So it regulates that process of turning over. Essentially, that is exactly what it is in a very 
simple way of putting it. And then what does that do for your skin later on? So now you know that it's regulating skin cell turnover. What happens is that helps with evening your skin tone, that helps with improving uh, texture, that also helps mm. with unclogging pores. So that's how retinoids in today, yeah, today's case, adapalene, that's how that helps with improving your acne or having clear skin. So the pore uncloggingness of it all is really basically acne improvement. Correct. Correct. And like I like to say in the office is that it's actually one of the most important parts of the routine is that little vitamin A cream that everyone like gets a little nervous about. It's yeah. that that's one of the most important parts, but yet it takes the longest to work. Mm. Okay. Good to know. Now, adapalene, I have to be honest, this was like beauty editor 2.0 that I did not learn as a baby beauty editor because you think retinoids, you think things that start with ret and the rest of the word. So adapalene is a retinoid. How is it different from all the other ones that you named when you were first telling us about them? Right. So, well, this retinoid is one, photostable. Also, when you think about uh, adapalene, you can likely use it on more sensitive skin types. So pretty much all skin types. Okay. And this one was specifically designed for acne. Oh, okay. And before we move on, you mentioned like the the photo stable, the sun stable thing. Is that other types of retinoids that you might use that might be in other products? You don't want people using those during the day, correct? Correct, correct, correct. So what I would prescribe in the office, a type of retinoid that I would prescribe in the office, I would not have to use it in a day. But adapalene can can be used in a day or different gel can be used day, but you have to wear your sunscreen. You must, like non-negotiable. What, what factor sunscreen would you recommend? SPF 30 and above. But some people like SPF 50, especially when you keep in mind that we may not be applying sunscreen as we should, we, we're not using the correct amount. Mm-hmm. So I like to say in the office SPF 50, but you know, if you look in the literature, it's probably say SPF 30 and above. Okay. Even if like, it's like a little bit of a funny question, like even if you're kind of like staying inside... Well, yeah. If you, well, <laughs> you look so guilty, Jess. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then especially if you're like next to a window, you know, those UVA mm-hmm. rays can still like penetrate the window. So, and I'm, in, I'm into habit I forming, have to ask habit because people... Yeah, yeah, because I think some people think, yeah, no, I'm staying inside. We're all, we're indoor. I mean, like, hopefully, you know, I would like to be optimistic and think we're going to be outdoors more, but uh, we're going to be outdoors more, like, you know, going forward. But I think a lot of people think, you know, even if they're on different gel and they're inside, they might think, mm, you know, I'm just kind of, sh- you know, I'm open around yeah, the house. Don't. I don't, I can I skip know. it. But I know. Yeah. Doctor says no, two absolutely. times a day. I, or doctor says, yeah, I need to yeah, wear well, In the morning, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm always about like building a habit, right? So if you're in a habit of wearing sunblock, like I, it's like habit building. So wearing sunblock not only helps us with, you know, uh, incorporating a retinoid in our skincare routine, it also helps us to build that very healthy habit to protect us from skin cancer. So I'm all about habit building. No, I like that. Yeah. You got to start these habits. So what makes a retinoid a prescription ingredient? versus an over-the-counter ingredient? Because there are some oh, that's that- a great question. You know, yeah, because you know you just mentioned like there's some that you would prescribe your patients and then different as we know, you know, a few years ago, more than a few years ago now, but you know, it was a miracle that you could buy it in the drugstore. Right. Yeah, what's the story there? 
I think it was 2016 when um, a, a mm-hmm. different gel became available um, over the counter. Yeah. So yes, so there are different concentrations of retinoids in general. So in this case, we're talking about different gel and different gel is formulated with 0.1% adapalene. Uh, also comes in a 0.3% right? And that is what I would prescribe for you in the office. So it is incredible okay. that you, um, that all of us, everyone has access to the 0.1% adapalene of different gel that's over the counter now. Do we know why that happened? Somebody up in the government was like, let's give this to the people. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. <laughs> Usually with medication, there is someone there that's saying, you know what? It's time. It's time. Send an email. It's time. It's time for the people send, to send have an email. over the counter retinoid. <laughs> Does, do people like, at, like your patients, they come in and they start, you know, do they hear about it? Are they the ones asking you about it? Or do you like all the doctors everywhere get like a memo when, you know, something is prescription and it becomes not prescription? Yep, absolutely. We get like a secret doctor memo that tells us when I want in on that. going to be available. <laughs> when something's going to be available over the counter. You know, one of the things that I love about different gel being available is accessibility, which is what we don't talk about, which is what I see every time in the office is that treating acne, which is really a medical diagnosis, right? There is a code for acne in the office. It's a medical diagnosis. Whenever I have an option for patients who can't afford really expensive prescription medication, this is an option for them. So it's actually incredible that, you know, mm-hmm. my 16-year-old who may not have like mom and dad to spend, have a lot have a lot of money for mom and dad to spend on them in wherever in the country that I can tell them that, listen, there's an option for you. You can go to your local pharmacy, you know, uh, Target, wherever, and pick up different yeah. gel. I, I think that's really great. A thousand percent. You you mentioned a 16-year-old. So it makes me think, okay, what age people are you recommending this to? Like, is there is there a range? Over. 12 and over. Okay, why is that? So 12 and over, we recommend... Uh, different gel too. I mean, of course, you don't want to like start using retinoids so really, really uh, early for, you know, I don't know, five-year-old. First of all, like sebaceous glands and, and acne development, it's all very well documented. So if you don't need it at seven, why would you, you know, why would you put it on? Also breastfeeding and um, moms that are expecting you don't want to use retinoids. We don't have enough data. And that about. does that go just for retinoids in general? The umbrella term you were talking Correct. about, you try Correct. not to prescribe those Correct. or suggest they go to the drugstore and buy them if that's the case. Yes. Okay. Correct. That makes sense to me. What what, what else do we need to know about the people that, are, that can use different age? We've got, what else, Jess? Yeah, I was going to get to skin tones because I think that's a that's a concern, especially, you know, just this conversation is really, really, you know, relevant and hot right now. A lot of people are concerned about ingredients like could, is, is it available basically for all skin tones? Do you recommend it for all skin tones? Absolutely. You can use different gel for all skin tones. It doesn't matter of fact, for even deeper um, complected people, what one of the things that really stick out in my mind is the risk of hyperpigmentation, right? So you can have redness um, when you have an acne, uh, when you have acne bumps or papules, and when they go away, you can have some residual redness there, which different gel helps with, with that because it's an anti-inflammatory. But also with people who are deeper pigmented, what you can have is this hyperpigmentation that's refractory or persistent. So when I talk to my patients, I always tell them that- listen, When you have acne. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Or anything like a, any any inflammation, especially in deeper yeah. pigmented skin is going to leave like a lot of um, residual pigmentation changes. So this is really important because we talked about in the beginning that 
Different gel really helps with that uh, formation of acne, right? Preventing that clearing acne and help to regulate the skin cell turnover. So that's important because we don't want those blackheads and whiteheads becoming a pimple, right? So the pathway of how you move from um, a blackhead or a whitehead to a pimple is really well studied. And in our literature, we really talk a lot about the formation of the microcomedone, which is a fancy word for like a microscopic blackhead or whitehead. So that really is where the acne starts for many of us, the microscopic blackhead or whitehead. Now, that's important because I mentioned that retinoids and different gel, which is formulated with 0.1% adapalenes, helps to regulate skin cell turnover and then helps to improve texture and tone, right? So it's really working at that microscopic blackhead and whitehead level. So it prevents the formation of those acne papules or uh, the bumps, right? And if we can prevent that, essentially, we can help to prevent that hyperpigmentation that is residual from that papule. So when I talk about it, I talk about the importance of using something like different gel and being really consistent about it because it helps the formation of those papules, which will eventually turn into residual pigmentation changes. So yes, all skin tones, but especially like deeper, complected people. So you're treating the active acne and, and, you're, and you're preventing future, you know, pigmentation issues at the same time. Yes. Which is very important. Yes. Okay. yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Correct. The, the ghosts of pimple past. That's what I like to call them. <laughs> you know, you talked about <laughs> like you being consistent. We hear that a lot from doctors, right? But let's talk about how we're consistent, how we use the product. Jess and I like, like to refer yes. that to sometimes as um, if we don't like a product or we've started using it and it's not working for us, sometimes it's user error. I'm not saying I'm always guilty of this, but I think with retinoids, that's one of those products where like user error can really come into things. So how do you apply this? This this is not moisturizer, right? We're not slugging here. No, we are not doing the... Oh, can you imagine slugging with a retinoid? That just gave me, oh that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Don't even, don't even Sorry, mention that you know? on the show. Slugging. You know that thing? I mean, like, what yeah, not to do, guys? What not that. to do? So what, yeah. what to do? Okay, so I see you have your different gel in your hand, right? How convenient, I do. I saw it, I saw it. Okay, <laughs> let's let's try. How would you do it at home? Like, show me how you put it on. Well, like, I'm a pro here, but I, pea size, right? Me let's see how much of a pro. Let's see how much. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, guys, I didn't know I was getting a test. Okay, let me, let me prime. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I might be doing this. All right, whatever, you'll tell me. Oh, I do I like pea that. size. I like that. But for the whole face, and then I'll, dot it around, avoiding Correct. the eye area, right? Correct. So I like that technique. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. technique. Exactly. Pea size. Like this would be my whole face. That is your whole face. Right. Remember that like okay. TikTok a long time ago and they were like, make it enough. Like it's enough. I promise it's enough. So you can, <laughs> you can use that amount on your entire face. So your index finger, yes, a pea size amount. You tap, tap one, two, three, four, five, and you rub it in nice and thoroughly, and that's it. Now, there is something called retinization, which is that redness to dryness that can happen when you start using a retinoid. How are we going to prevent that? We are going to prevent it by, one, using a pea-sized amount, little, make it enough, Got right, that. on those five yes. points on your face. What you can also do is you start slow. So if you know that you are a little, like, you know, sensitive or you might have some little dryness or irritation, 
pump your brakes. I used to have this like um, high school, I don't know what you call that, driving instructor. And he would stand in the yes. middle and be like, pump your brakes, pump your brakes. You know, like- <laughs> how, do, how do we pump the brakes with the, with the adapter? You, you pump your brakes by using it like th- three times out of the week. So instead of jumping the seven days out of the week, you know, you just use it maybe oh. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right, right, right. Maybe you just use it at night and you use it three Slow nights Slow your way- into it. Correct. Correct. You can also use moisturizer first. So after you wash your face at night, you pat your face dry and you put moisturizer on and then you put your um, your different gel on. So that's another way that you can um, deal with it as well. What does that do? So it's kind of like a barrier, right? So it's a barrier between the retinoid and your skin and it's, there's no change in efficacy. You can, so what I think it was a study a couple of years ago, um, I was at a Mount Sinai conference. I forgot exactly who mentioned that, but there was a study where you can use the moisturizer first and there's no change in efficacy when you use your retinoid. Sorry, we don't have that the real really live time fact checkers for you, Dr. Howard, but we trust yeah, that you're that worried is, about where that study yeah, is. <laughs> that is really, that's like a nice, um, it's just like a nice thing to have in your pocket, knowing that like if you're very sensitive, you can use the moisturizer underneath and you'll still get, you know, yeah, it's like safety. Absolutely. It's like a safety. Um, okay, that's a great tip. Now, for, you talked about the retinization. What are some other like side effects that one can experience? Because I think people people should know. No, absolutely. So I mentioned the dryness. I mentioned peeling. Mm-hmm. Some of us may experience some peeling. Some people may talk about purging, right? So it may get a little worse before it gets better. It doesn't happen to a <laughs> lot so of scary. people. Sounds scary, purging. Is, it, is that like a real thing? I know, I hate that word. Which, well, it... <laughs> Getting a little worse before it gets better is a real thing. But I do hate that okay. word too, purging. So, but like, yeah. hang so on. It's happen. like, just like, like ride it through. Hang on. Definitely. Consistency okay. is key. You know, some people say that they see results in, a, in as little as two weeks, but most people will see results in about 12 weeks. You know, it really, you start to see the benefits of using a uh, different gel or dappling in about 12 weeks. So it could start as early as two weeks, but up to three months before I start wearing that this isn't working for me. Correct, correct. Okay, okay, great. If you're purging, what is actually happening with the purge? Is that your skin's like getting rid of the ucky? Well, I mean, like sometimes I, I hate to like make things so simple, so simple, you know? Because it's like, yeah, essentially you're, you can say that, okay, well, yeah, your skin is getting rid of the icky stuff. I can say that, but that's <laughs> scientifically, it's a lot, many more things <laughs> Many more complex things going on, but yeah, we can we can say that we can say that. But remember, skin okay. cell turnover. I think we want to go into that phrase of like cell turnover and thinking about you know improving or increasing that skin cell turnover. And while you're increasing cell turnover, think about all the events that are possibly happening while that while you're regulating your skin cell turnover. You know what I'm also thinking about all the other products I want to be using. Can we, can I just ask really quick? Like we get this question mm-hmm. a lot. Like do do they react with the product? Should I stop with my vitamin C or stop my other? Like, what can I not also use when I'm using a retinoid like Adapalene? I think this is such a great question because there are so many products available on the market right now. Um, specifically, what I'm seeing a lot of in the office is using actives or like the alpha hydroxy acids, the beta hydroxy acids, the polyhydroxy acids. I want to say about just about every 
brand probably has an alpha hydroxy acid or beta hydroxy acid or polyhydroxy acid in it. And those are chemical exfoliators, right? So it's almost like you are giving yourself a double whammy of turnover of yeah, well, it's not really turnover. It's almost like an assault on your skin all at one time, right? Okay. So if you're, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like assault. So if you think about the skin, right, you are, you want to, when you think about acne, you want to make sure you're clearing your acne and we're using the ingredients to clear that acne. But at the same time, your skin has to do its job, which is be a good barrier between, you know, your immune system and the outside world. You have to make sure that that barrier has strong support. So you don't want to break down that barrier or assault that barrier while you're trying to fix a problem. With uh, with other actives, like the ones that you just listed. Correct. So that's why it's really important to kind of go slow, be careful of mixing like all of these other actives with something like a retinoid or different gel, um, because you can end up compounding an issue and actually do more uh, harm to your skin barrier than you intend to. I always tell people, then you don't know what's working. If you're trying like 20 things at once and your skin gets better, how do you know which of the 20, you know, single variable? We learned this in chemistry class, kids. Same thing. I think you said, I think someone said it, I think Delina said it, like panic purchase. I love that phrase. I love that phrase, panic purchase, because you, if you have acne, if you have hyperpigmentation, you want to get rid of your problem and you want to get rid of it fast. So it's almost like you, whatever someone tells you to buy, you're going to buy whatever you think you're going to get. And you're so panicked about this problem that you don't give anything enough time to work. Totally, totally. So we want to we want to give the the and the retinoid time to work. Just a gentle cleanser and moisturizer. No other actives. Absolutely. Maybe two weeks if you're lucky, weeks, but right. But up to twelve, yeah. To up to twelve results. weeks, and you could see results in about three. That's what some people are saying, but in the office oh, every day, okay. I'm seeing it more so towards twelve. Okay, okay, no, that's, okay, that's good. Dr. Howard, I feel like we got some good tips. We are going to be consistent. We're doing pea size, all that good stuff. Don't go anywhere though, because we might have questions for you at the end. But for now, I think we're going to move on, right, Jess? Yes. Okay, so that was Dr. Howard schooling us all. You know, you'll hear from her again and our other guests at the end of the podcast when we do a little Q&A, but that was our first interview. But now let's welcome our second guest, Sarah Tan. You all know Sarah. She's been on the podcast before. She was a guest in episode 257. She is the beauty director of Refinery29 and the co-host of Los Angeles. If you'd like to follow her on social, she's at Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N on Instagram. And we actually wanted to have her on to discuss some of the misconceptions she hears about retinoids and because she's dealt with adult acne like I have as well. So here's Sarah. Sarah! Hi, everyone. Oh, I just learned so much. So good to see you. So good to see you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I love seeing your faces because I hear your voices all the time, just like these people in the chat are saying. So great to see your beautiful faces. But oh my God, I learned so much from Dr. Howard. She's great. You know, it's amazing. Like, you know, we report on this stuff and write about this stuff and we... We've been learning about retinoids our whole career, but you could never stop learning. And, you know, that's... 
the fun of this job. And anyway, it's really great to talk to you. I know that you have been an expert in beauty for you know years and years. And you have, if anyone doesn't know, please listen to Gloss Angeles. She has an amazing podcast with her friend and co-host Kirby Johnson. What do you always get asked about retinoids on the show and and in your you know other role? Cocktail parties. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, true. I get asked probably text about retinoids, friends, like on yeah. a text from friends, text from sisters, moms, you know, uh, everyone, and everything that Dr. Howard went over are all the questions that I get. You know, what is a retinoid? What is the difference between a retinol and a retinoid? Or like, how are they connected? When can I start using a retinoid? Um, Can you use them with other things? Yeah. You know, I have a a lot of Gen Zers who are, you know, uh, starting to get serious about their skincare routines and, you know, asking me about retinoids. And so it's great to know that like, because when I was younger, I didn't know what a retinoid was. And so I think, you know, with this like wealth of information, all the TikTokers and YouTube and Instagram, like, people are learning and, and are, are, as you know, you know, with your listeners, everyone is super savvy now, but I think there's still a lot of like misinformation and it can be really confusing. So I think that's why it's really great to have these, you know, round tables with experts, you know, so we can actually know the proper way to use these powerful ingredients. I was just, you made me think really quick about the products that we used to use. I used to buy, they looked like kitchen sponges and they were stacked up and it was like a kitchen sponge rough that you would like, and I would try and like scrape away the acne. Like, well I know it's my we're not We're not going to name check them, but I, I I used to have it too. My brother and I both used to use them and it would just aggravate There's just the so acne many options. and it was had like... It had like soap baked into it. Oh, I know. So what do you wish, Sarah, that more people knew? So I wish that more people knew that even though, you know, you have sensitive skin or whatever type of skin type you have, that you can use a retinoid. Mm -hmm. I think that I speak to so many people who get turned off by one bad reaction or one bad experience or product that they use that had a retinoid (laughs) in it that like totally just ruined their skin because maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't the right retinoid for them or maybe they went too hard. User error. User error. We've all been there. (laughs) Didn't, you know, read the side of the box, used it with, you know, like Dr. Howard was saying, you know, an AHA and just exfoliating too much, all of the things and are totally turned off by retinoids. And then are searching for an alternative when, you know, unfortunately, like nothing really gets the job done quite like a retinoid. So yeah, I think I wish that people would give retinoids another chance chance. (laughs) Um, and know that there are so many options. Yeah. And then, you know, speak to a professional like Dr. Howard, like a dermatologist who can really help you figure out like what's best for your skin. I think so many people try to figure it out on their own when they don't need to. And like are scared to see a dermatologist. So I wish that they knew that, that they could, you know, find uh, expert advice very easily. Can we talk about you too? So I was one of those people that my acne didn't start until like age 25. So I thought I was like in the clear and then it came in adulthood. I know you've also had acne. You've talked about it. What, what, what was going on with your skin and, and how did you, how did you deal with it? Yeah. So, so I, I wouldn't say that I have had acne. I've had very like, quote unquote, normal skin growing up all my life. I've had really dry skin. Oh no, I had dry skin with pimples. Um, it's <laughs> oh, like gosh. the worst combo ever. 
<laughs> so I have like tiny pores, but like dry, dry skin. But so like, you know, I didn't have any acne or breakouts, you know, up until after I had my baby. So when I was pregnant, my skin was beautiful. It was great. And then I had my baby my skin was like, eh. Then I was breastfeeding. My skin was, you know, not great. And then after I finished, I remember like looking in the mirror and I'm sure it was a combination of like lack of sleep, not taking care of myself, not prioritizing my routine, but my skin was like a mess. Like I just had like breakouts on my forehead. My texture on my skin was bad. And I remembered Kirby, Kirby Johnson, big fan of different, big fan of different gel. We did an episode where she brought it up and I had remembered it. And so panic purchase, Delina <laughs> grabbed it, started using it slowly, you know, uh, like one to two times a week, pea-sized amount. And I was actually one of the lucky ones where it only took maybe a month and a half for me to really see my skin, like go back to it's like normal state. But I know so many people who in my life have their, they swear by different. My husband actually struggled, you know, with acne growing up and still, you know, adult acne. Loved it. Ugh, it's the worst, just this the worst. That, but Sarah, this wasn't that long ago. How old is your daughter? No, she's, she's 18 months now. It's crazy. So this was like a fairly recent Saratan panic purchase. <laughs> yes, yes. And you would think that like, I, you know, doing what I do for as long as I've been doing it, like would have known to be, you know, or like could have called someone, but no, I I was like panic purchase, I'm going. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do what you got to do. So what do you do today to keep your skin clear? So I do a lot of things just like you all do. Number one is I make sure, you know, my skin is, is clean. I cleanse it thoroughly at the end of the day, especially because I wear so much sunscreen wear a lot of sunscreen. That's also something (laughs) I exfoliate regularly, but not more than once a week. Like I do it maybe like once every other week. And I um, switch between like a physical, like a rice polish, let's say, and then sometimes a peel, but then I'm not using, you know, a retinoid, making sure my skin is really hydrated and moisturized. Um, Like I said, I'm really dry. I've been loving all the, you know, skin barrier creams that are so hot right now. And then I use, you know, a vitamin C in the morning and then I'll use uh, my retinoid at night, like a couple times a week. Cause even though my skin, I don't have acne and it's not super sensitive, it can be a little bit sensitive to certain retinoids. So I just make sure that I'm mindful of when I'm using it in my routine. Lots of water. Nice. And try to get some sleep when I can. And then what do you have any tips for anyone who's dealing with acne right now, just as a beauty director and, you know, expert on all things acne? Yeah. Can you share any advice? In addition to listening to Fat Mascara and Los Angeles and following everyone on <laughs> this uh, roundtable, I honestly like speak to a dermatologist, go see a dermatologist, whether or not you're like experiencing acne or not. I just think it's really important to find a dermatologist that you trust who can get to know your skin and to get your regular checkups. Like that's my like number one piece of advice. It's a good one. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was good. You know, your skin changes all throughout your life. You don't know when it's going to pop up on you. It could be after pregnancy, could just be randomly. You know, your skin just goes through so many different life cycles. Could it be so, stress, Jess? Yeah, <laughs> could be stress. So it's nice to know that there are, you know, tools you can have on hand 
that can help you during those times. You can, you can sometimes a panic purchase is, is the... <laughs> Turns out to be the best purchase. Exactly, exactly. And I, I'm definitely, I have, I've had a few panic purchases in my life. So thank you, Sarah. Yeah, it's also good to hear. I feel like when I had adult acne as a, I was a beauty director at the time. You, it's just like, you're here trying to tell people about skincare and beauty and you have blemishes on your face. It's just like a weird position to be in. And I know a lot of you out there have like, consumer facing or, you know, dealing with customers and you have to look your best. So I get it. It's kind of the worst mm -hmm. when blemishes show up. Yes. Oh, but we have help for that with our next guest, actually. So Delina Medin is a makeup artist. She's a new friend of the podcast. She also has her own podcast called It Takes a Village. So definitely check that out. And you can follow her on social. She's at Delina Medin. It's spelled D-E-L-I-N-A. And then her last name, M-E-D-H-I-N, Delina Medin. So follow her. And if you're dealing with active acne right now, or your skin is retinizing, a term we learned about from Dr. Howard, or maybe you started using a retinoid and it's changing. She has some great tips on how to adjust your makeup routine, and it's really helpful. So let's welcome Delina. Makeup artist Delina Medin, welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you so much. Like everyone everyone has good brows on this. <laughs> it's great to see you. <laughs> I know, and, you. and your makeup, your makeup looks great too. I love the purple. I love the purple. Thank I was so actually much. thinking I as I was getting ready. Oh no, our last guest is a makeup artist. Like I have to bring it. And what's she going to say? But we're not here to talk about my makeup, so I'm not going to ask you about that. Before we get into like retinoid discussion, I just have to ask: How long have you been a makeup artist? Like this is your first time on our podcast. So I want to get to know you a little bit. How long have you been doing this? Yeah, um, I've been a makeup artist for about 15 years. I started in North Carolina and moved to New York. But yeah, it's been it's been a little it's been a little while. I really love makeup. I'm so happy to be here. Like as a makeup artist, it is just such an honor to be on your show. And you do all um, types, right? Like you. you'll do a red carpet, you'll do on screen, you'll do a wedding day. What's your favorite to do? Yeah. So I started my makeup journey in bridal because in North Carolina, that's the main thing that you do is bridal, right? If you want to have consistent business. And then when I, I moved to New York to focus on fashion. So I was like, okay, I'm leaving this bridal business behind. I'm going to do fashion. And then I realized I like relationships and seeing the same people over and over again. So I started having personal clients and doing celebrity. And in that space, I started working with all of these different people in all of their different um, ventures. So if they had an editorial, they'd be like, Delina, come with me. If they had like a TV show, okay, let's do this. If we have That's an cool. appearance, let's do that. Let's do red carpet. So I've had this really interesting career where I've touched all of these different parts, which is kind of different, I think, than most artists. Yeah, totally. No, but it makes you, I'm sure, even more talented. And I imagine, and all these people have the same type of skin. So like you're used to seeing all different skin types, right? How much does that play into the work that you do? Yeah. So it plays a lot into it. I think that coverage, I think is one of the first things you learn as a makeup artist, especially like I started out at a, at a counter. So when you first started at a counter, you see like all types of different skin conditions. You know what I mean? You see like yeah, the everyday yeah. woman's skin conditions. And I've had the opportunity to like grow with clients. So I've been with people when they, before they get discovered or before they become, you know, someone before you have like a budget for everything. So I've seen like, <laughs> almost like I'm part of, you know what I mean? But I'm part of the process of, yeah. of them learning and discovering. So I'm like, Hey, go to this dermatologist, check this out. I'm like, these are the skincare things that I feel like you, you know, you can use. And so it's been really cool. 
Like it's been really, it's been really cool because I get to see people in all different aspects of their skin. Well, that also means, I mean, if they have breakouts or like Sarah, it wasn't a chronic thing, but it was very acute at that time, her skin texture changed. How do you change your job or how you do makeup based on someone's texture of their skin? Yeah, that's a great question. So when someone has texture that they're trying to cover, the most important thing to remember is to go with matte makeup. And I know dewy makeup is really in right now. And so it feels like, okay, I should be able to do this. But my thing is I always go based off of what that person would look best in. And so if you feel like you have mm-hmm. a lot of texture and you want to minimize that, it's definitely about using a matte liquid and then using a powder on on top of that to make sure that everything just like appears more flawless. That's a game changer bit of advice. <laughs> Thank you. You know, if you go on holiday and it's like, you'll maybe be in like uh, like a tropical place and then you'll see like the walls will have like, I feel like sometimes the walls will have like that glossy finish to them. You know what I mean? That okay. glossy, mm-hmm. And then yeah. you can see the texture on the wall. But if you look at like yeah. your wall right now at home and it's, and it's like, it looks, it appears really flat, but if you go up really, really close, you can't tell. It's the same thing with makeup. So if you go matte with it, it's like, you can't, it's like camouflage. <laughs> I'm thinking about painting my house too. When you use the satin finish, it's like, oh, I saw every bump that I messed up when I was painting. But the matte is more forgiving. <laughs> totally. But it's kind of like fashion, like what you're saying, like the trend might be a trend, but it's like, if it doesn't look good on you, like just like leave it. Just like leave it alone, you know? It's the same Absolutely. thing with uh, makeup. Absolutely. Yeah, I get what you mean. If you haven't started your like acne healing journey yet and you're dealing with adult acne, like active flared br- like breakouts and blemishes, how would you adjust your routine? Let's pretend you didn't get your different yet, whatever. We know that you'll get it fixed, but while it's still active, what can you do to cover it? Okay, so definitely go with a full coverage foundation. I think that our ideas typically is like, oh, let me just use like something a little bit more sheer and I'll just use concealer in certain spots. But the thing that I really enjoy is using a thicker foundation and then shearing it out in the areas that you need it. So typically, even if your skin is breaking out, I want you to focus on the areas of your skin that are not breaking out. So you don't have to treat everything the same. But if you're using the same formula, it will appear more even. So let's say that you have a breakout, like right now, for example, I have a little pimple in the center of my face. So here's where I Mm -hmm. added more coverage, but over here I have less, you know, I have less hyperpigmentation. Nothing's really happening here. So here I kind of sheared it out a little bit. So, but same product add where you need it. Same product. Yeah. So it looks like less makeup is on. So no mixing matching. Yeah. I like to use the concealer. You're not like, yeah, you're not doing a patchwork. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can add concealer, you can definitely add concealer, but I feel to me, I think that that's what people would probably say I'm most well known for is making people's skin look like they, like you look like the best version of yourself when I do your makeup. Because I'm, because people are looking at you and how beautiful you are versus saying like, oh my gosh, look at that makeup. They're like, oh, you look beautiful. You know? And I think that's part of it is, is sticking with the same makeup. Now, let's keep talking about this active acne. This is before, you, you know, you're all healed and everything. Like, let's say your skin is, you know, it's active. You've got the, I'm your client, okay? And I have active acne. What were, what would be some things you'd say to me? Like, Jessica, I want you to make sure you don't, what are those X, Y, and Zs that I shouldn't do with my acne? Like, don't put toothpaste on it or don't put, don't (laughs) blaze up, you know, with tons of acne cream so that I dry it out. Like, what are those no-nos? 
So that I, when I sit in your chair, you're like, okay. So I would say first, like try not to use tons of really, really drying products on your skin. Cause when it's super okay. dry, it's very hard to cover. Okay. The other thing is also to make sure that you moisturize. A lot of people, I know we're talking about having acne if you have dry skin or if you have oily skin, but I think the biggest thing to remember is to always use a moisturizer. So making sure that your skin is moisturized is super, super, super important. So I always like okay. recommend making sure that you do, you know, Add a lot of moisture. <laughs> okay. They didn't tell me to say this, I swear, but different makes a moisturizer for okay. anyone who's listening who doesn't know. Okay. Yes. And it's a thick and it's a thicker moisturizer. And that's really, okay. really like that's what you want to do. You want to use something thick. Great. Okay. Okay. So moisturize, don't over dry. And I assume no picking, no touching. No picking, no touch. If you can. And go see a dermatologist if you feel like things are out of control. I think that's a really, that's okay. a really important thing because I feel like we try to like at home, like cocktail things. And it's, and sometimes, you know, it's best to just go to dermatologists and, and get their advice. You it's know? like, you know me, no cocktailing. <laughs> do your clients ask about specific products? Like, will they sit in your chair and be like, do I need a retinoid? Do I need this product? Is, does it come up a lot? Or are they more interested in the color and the makeup of it all? I think that they're interested in what I'm holding in my hand. So if I'm holding it, they're like, <laughs> At the what moment, is that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is this that's happening right here? I do get a lot of questions about skin and what to use on your skin though. And um, I have recommended that people use retinoids before, but I think that typically what they're looking for is they're looking for coverage when they come to me. They're like, how do I cover mm. and maintain and look the best version of myself? It's more of, it's more of covering than treating, I feel like. Got that. Got that. So what, okay. We talked about when you apply your makeup, like when you're actively dealing with acne, but once you start using a retinoid, we know that your skin starts to change. We talked about that earlier in the, in the panel. So what happens, what do you recommend when you have this, when you have a client who's, who's who started using retinoids? Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Just to not use too many different products. Dryness, like, yeah. You know. I just started using this. Yeah. They're like, I started using this retinoid, but then they're like, I'm also using this serum and this serum. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. don't like you have Back to like, it up. simplify yeah. the routine. Yes, exactly. So it's like, if you're using different, use the whole line, just that. And don't, and don't mm -hmm. try to like do a bunch of different types of things because the more that you the more that you try to add all of these other types of products, especially in the beginning, you just need your skin to kind of adjust. It's going through like, I think the best way to, like Dr. Howard was talking about it. She's like, your skin is, you know, it's going through it. You don't want to put it under attack, you know? Like, yeah. so as yeah. le like the least you can do and just focus on that, like cleanse, treat, protect with the moisturizer. And like, that's what you want to do. I like that. Anything that's simple. I'm like, I'm into it. Okay, great. I love that. <laughs> and like what about- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then life's too, life's too complicated already. And then what about makeup techniques? Is there anything that you need to to adjust in that way? Because you talked about before, if you have active acne, you're doing like, you know, a mat with a powder. Should we just mean, you know, should we keep it going as our skin is healing or do, do you do any little no, tweaks? That's a great question. So, okay. So I have like a little brush with me right now and I'm just kind of like patting mm -hmm. it, but this is okay. So let's say I'm covering this spot, right? I just want to pat yeah. on top of the spot. So I can get the uh -huh. coverage there and you can do this with the full coverage uh, foundation. And if you still yeah. feel like you need more, you can add a little bit of concealer. And then if you want to add like some powder on top of it, this is really important because I feel like the skin gets a little bit oily and you want, and you know, you feel like it separates a little bit more on, on top sure. of the spots. Have you ever experienced that? Yes. Yes. 
I call it crack. <laughs> like it's like, I see you trying right. to come out from underneath. Exactly. So you're going to take a fluffy brush and right on top of it, you're just going to like, you're going to take like a loose powder and you're just going to tap uh-huh. on top of that spot. So you can really, really get it. Even I feel like you can see it less. So you first too, patted and then you tapped. Yes. Right. So you yes, pat so you're patting the full with coverage. the liquid mm-hmm. okay. and then the concealer if you need it with oh, the tapping. Okay. And then it's the powder where you're all you're also tapping. No swiping on top of it because we don't want to move anything that we have underneath. No it. So swiping it, no mushing it around, no blending, no wiping. There's a lot of like so it's a it. yes. did you say it's a pat and then a tap? <laughs> I like that. I feel this only way I'm going to remember this is if it's like choreography. Okay, pat. Wait, this is so fun. This is like, Jess, this is like our dream. It's like a, uh, it's the visual of our audio podcast. Like Delina has a podcast too. How many times do you wish like, no, right now let's just go to visual and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. I mean, this is very obvious that this is the next evolution. But um, okay, so it's a pat and a tap. It's a pat and a tap. And a flop, pat and a tap. <laughs> oh, I learned a, a lot from you, Delina. Is there anything? Okay, we're going to do a little Q and A too. But before we bring everybody up for the Q and A, is there anything else we should have? You should wanted to tell us about acne and how to deal with it with makeup. I feel like we covered a lot, right? Yeah, you're beautiful. Whether you have acne or spots, <gasps> yes. you know, it's it's you're 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 beautiful regardless. You know, I think that sometimes you just you feel so sensitive about it. You know, similar to you, Jennifer, I had the exact same experience where like I didn't get it until I was like in my mid twenties, and so I was like, "What is going on?" I thought I dodged this, <laughs> you know. And I feel like it's worse <laughs> then. You feel very lonely because they're like, it's not high school where everybody's walking around with pimples. All right. You're beautiful like you are, guys. You're beautiful like you are. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm obsessed with Delina. She, (laughs) she's gorgeous. Go follow her on Instagram. Okay. She has so many great looks, like so many great like color combinations that you can try. Like, I don't know. I just like love her color. Oh yeah. She had like a, uh, like a deep rust lipstick on at this event with like a purple shadow. And it just was like editorial, but approachable. I don't even know how to describe it. She looks yeah. amazing. I love her sense of color. So I was inspired by her on multiple levels. One, like her makeup game is amazing, but also her technique, that whole like pat and then the tap, like that is that's almost, that's better than like Pat Don't Rub. Or actually, that's on par. That's on a par with Pat Don't Rub. Longtime listeners will know. Oh, longtime listeners know. When she picked up a brush, I like immediately got mesmerized and forgot I was on a live podcast. You know, when someone's doing your like own makeup and- Yeah. Yeah, like my jaw literally opened up and I was just like watching her. And then I saw myself and I realized I was still <laughs> live on camera. Yeah. And I was like, get it together, Jen. Get it together. <laughs> I know. Like, the, that, like the, That's the fun of a live event, right? Your, like your jaw was just like hanging, right? Because you realize you've been doing it wrong your whole life. <laughs> It was partially that, but partially I was just like mesmerized. You know, when people do their makeup, it's so relaxing to watch them. And I was just like sort of entranced, you know. Delina, get that YouTube channel going. Oh my God, so good. So after we spoke to Delina, I like to call this next portion of our podcast (laughs) the (laughs) free-for-all. No, it was not a free-for-all, but I will say (laughs) the concept was a roundtable, which I love. 
And in a perfect world, we would be at an actual round table with multiple cameras, with a live audience, free air flowing throughout. But instead, we brought back all of our guests onto the screen and we had a question and answer portion, which was actually really, really fun. I do realize for those of you now listening after the fact, it's going to be a little messy. This is why we never have like group interviews. Five voices at once is quite a bit. So just bear with us. The reason we wanted to include it in the podcast is because I think it's because of Dr. Howard. What do you think, Jess? Oh, Dr. Howard gave a tip about combining retinol, which like just... Just price. It's priceless. Yeah. Just listen. Yeah, it's going to stay with me for a while. Dr. Howard, I'm going to bring you up because I saw one question come through about the hairline acne. And can you... I feel like... Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Delina. But I feel like this is Dr. Howard's question. Can you put different up towards your hairline, like in this area? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. And also you want to think about sometimes what you're using, right? You can have like... um, If you're using... I don't know, sometimes I use like edge tamer or if you're using gels or anything thick, you want to think about what can be causing that at the hairline and making sure that when you're washing your face, you don't just wash here, but you bring it up here and around your mandible. So first think about like what's causing it. And second, of course, you can bring, you can use different gel. Another, we were talking about eyebrows. Another good question came in. I saw this earlier too. About waxing. Can you wax your eyebrows while you're using your retinoid? That's a good question. So no, wow. no, that's not, no, 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 no. No, remember we talked about that assault, <laughs> assaulting your skin, yeah. especially, you know, and, and, and the regulating of the cell turnover. So I, you know, in my office, I don't recommend um, waxing uh, while you're using retinoids at all. Delina's shaking her head. Sarah, do you have a horror <laughs> story? Of what happened to you? No, I just, that sounds really painful. Yeah, no, no one. Yeah. Just, we don't want to think about it. We don't think want to think about it. I've uh, I've taken off skin with it before. It's not. Whoa, it's not yes, good. it's not good. Yes, I know. Yes. Yes. It happened. Yeah, I, I second you, Doctor Howard. I wish I spoke to you before it happened. Gosh. Okay. Are there any serums that aren't safe to use after different? When you think about different, you think about like she likes to be alone. She likes self-care on your face. She wants to, you know, do what she needs to do in the comfort of her own home by herself. You know, she she's used to like, you know, the guy that she's known for a while. He may come and visit like a gentle moisturizer. You know, uh, another gentleman that, you know, he, you know, he may come too, like the gentle cleanser. They may come. But everyone else, like, you know, the guy that you met at the bar like two nights ago that had like red flags, like the alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids and polyhydroxy. You don't want to like, she doesn't want to be with him at that point in time. So even if he's the hot guy that everyone's talking about in town. I know. You just got to (laughs) like leave him alone. Look at his text messages and be like, okay, well, he'll be all right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was the best way to explain that, by the way. That was so funny. (laughs) There was a question that came up like way in the beginning that I remember because I was like, oh, that's a goodie. Rosacea. If you have rosacea, can you use different? I wanted to get to that one. Absolutely. So remember we talked about sensitive skin. You can, but always think about what we mentioned in the beginning. Start slow, use a pea size amount and listen to your skin. Like listen to her. If she doesn't want to be pushed to seven days a week, don't push her to seven days a week. (laughs) Like don't listen. Your skin literally tells you what, what he or she wants to do. Like 
just listen to it. If it's burning, it's like, okay. I don't like this. Let's not do this over and over again. I, and so ben, yes. okay. benzoyl peroxide, that's definitely one of those other like bad guys at the bar while you're using different, right? That's another thing that you wouldn't right. want to be using. Okay, because that, that question came well, up so too. So benzoyl peroxide has like another um, pathway <laughs> in which it helps with acne, but you don't want to use them together. Don't use them together, okay. So it's not a bad guy at the bar, but... You know, put him on read till later. But she likes okay. to be by herself for the most part. She likes to be alone. Okay. With okay. the exception of I gentle bet. moisturizer, gentle cleanser, and sunblock. I love, I love different. <laughs> She's a great girl. I love her whole vibe. She's great. You want to sit next to her at the bar. Someone else asked about, and this thing is a good sort of like wrapping up kind of question about how long do you use it for? You talked about consistency, but like, what are we talking about with consistency? Is this like... She's a part of my life for the rest of my life. What's going on? Yeah, and that's the thing. What I love about the skin is that it's so dynamic, right? So I always, <laughs> I always tell my patients, like, I mean, that's like me telling you to stop washing your hair. Like, you're, you, your hair is beautiful. You like your shampoo. Like, are you just going to stop washing your hair? Because, oh my God, I love my hair. I love the cut. I love the color. I love that it looks really healthy. So I'm just not going to do anything <laughs> anymore. It's the same, same kind of vibe, right? Like, you just want to keep, it up. You, I like a healthy skincare habits and yeah, you just keep using it because your skin is dynamic and it changes all the time. I love that people just keep dropping different ingredients into the chat. Like, but what about with this? But what about with this? I don't know. No. I don't know how our general rule no. is not getting through, but I get it because things get exciting. You want to try the new thing, you know, you hear about it on a podcast or whatever, but consistency. I think that maybe some of them are using these pro- ingredients already. So maybe they want to incorporate different in. Yeah, you know what I always take like things like this when I, there's a lot of questions. If you have a lot of questions, this is a great like way bring those questions to your derm. You know, like write your questions down, questions down, and you you schedule your appointment because you still have. If you have a lot of questions about what you're doing, you're probably very confused about certain things, and you need some guidance. So. Bring that to your dermatologist. He or she will sit with you, go through it. Like we go through your entire skincare routine in the office with me. Like I tell you, bring everything in a bag and let's go through it together right now. And I end up throwing like 90% of that stuff away. But you know, hey. Oof. Painful. <laughs> I need to go well, see I you. hope that people have <laughs> I hope that people have found this informative. And they can't all come see you, Dr. Howard, but I hope that people have found this conversation. Yeah. Somewhat informed. Yeah, Nobody's allowed to ask about popping pimples very at the very end. Save, save that, whoever just asked that. We'll talk about popping on another virtual podcast because- Never, never. And don't lie oh. to us either. <laughs> okay, no popping, no popping. So we learned no not all retinoids created equal. So thank you for clearing that up for us. Adapalene is the one we were mostly talking about. Consistency, go to the derm if you're confused. Adjust your makeup routine. Delina coming through with the tips. What is it? Tap, pat, or pat, tap? I loved that tip. Pat, then it's tap. A, I, you tap the powder, Jen. Yes, yes. It's a pat, pat, pat the foundation. Yeah, you tap, well, you tap, pat the you concealer. Pat. <laughs> oh. And then you tap, tap on tap, the pat. <laughs> Is it pat then tap? Jessica, you did a really good, you did a really good job. I was like, I tapped. Right? It was like I a Fosse routine. Or it was like a tap, tap. And then I tapped it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll show you later, Chad. Pat the tap. I'm adding a hat at the end. It's so great. I love it. And you're done. It's It yes. was fabulous. Yeah. I thought that was so great. Jen and I learned a ton and I love that the advice was simple and it was clear. Again, Dr. Howard, thank you. 
Yes, thank you very much to all of our guests. And I wanted to say thank you again to our sponsor for this event and for the podcast that you just listened to, Different. You can find all the different products in your local skincare aisle at stores like Walgreens, Target, CVS, Walmart, nationwide here in the United States, or head to Differin.com. Differin has two Fs, D-I-F-F-E-R-I-N.com. I will also put a link in the show notes. And you can follow them on social at Differin US. That's their social handle on all the channels for more information. Thank you to everyone who attended the event live and thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.